Welcome to The Word from Bethlehem Lutheran Church. I'm Pastor Abigail Zhang Hoffman. And I'm Pastor Amy Walter-Peterson. Thanks for dwelling in The Word with us today. Today's Gospel reading comes from the book of Matthew, the fourth chapter, beginning with the twelfth verse. Now when Jesus heard that John had been arrested, he withdrew to Galilee. He left Nazareth and made his home in Capernaum by the sea, in the territory of Zebulun and Naphtali, so that what had been spoken through the prophet Isaiah might be fulfilled. Land of Zebulun, land of Naphtali, on the road by the sea, across the Jordan, Galilee of the Gentiles. The people who sat in darkness have seen a great light, and for those who sat in the region and shadow of death, light has dawned. From, the time, from that time, Jesus began to proclaim, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven has come near. As he walked by the Sea of Galilee, he saw two brothers, Simon, who was called Peter, and Andrew, his brother, casting a net into the sea, for they were fishermen. And he said to them, Follow me, and I will make you fish for people. Immediately they left their nets and followed him. As he went from there, he saw two other brothers, James, son of Zebedee, and his brother John, in the boat with their father Zebedee, mending their nets, and he called them. Immediately they left the boat and their father and followed him. Jesus went throughout Galilee, teaching in their synagogues and proclaiming the good news of the kingdom and curing every disease and every sickness among the people. Grace, friends, wherever you are today, I was thinking this week about a New Testament professor that I had in seminary who always made an exercise out of getting us to look carefully at how the gospel writers told the story of Jesus. How did those writers order their stories? What words did they put in Jesus' mouth? What details did they choose to include? And just as important, what details did they exclude? This gospel reading that we have for today marks the beginning of Jesus' public ministry in Matthew's gospel. And if you've been following in previous episodes of The Word, you know that up to this point in Matthew's gospel, we have been told that Jesus is Emmanuel, which means God is with us. We have watched as those magi have sought him out and brought him gifts and paid him homage to a king. We have witnessed the ministry of John the Baptist, and we have watched as Jesus has joined the throngs at the Jordan to receive John's baptism. Just last week, we have heard that voice from heaven, name Jesus, my son. And today we hear this opening report of Jesus' public ministry. So as we make our way through these first few verses of today's gospel, what stands out for you? As I was doing some digging this week, I'm reminded again that Jesus returns from his time in Judea, which was the site of John's ministry, and he sets up his home in Capernaum in the region of Galilee. I noticed that the first words out of Jesus' mouth in his public ministry are, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven has come near, which were the exact same words spoken by John, who is now under arrest. I noticed that Matthew is connecting Jesus' actions 
to the ancient promises of Hebrew scripture. It's a technique he will use frequently throughout the gospel to show that Jesus is the fulfillment of the prophecies of old. When Matthew quotes Hebrew scripture like this, I often skim over those words so that I can get on with the story. But there is one word in particular in today's quote that Matthew uses from Old Testament that I want us just to focus our attention on for a few minutes. Matthew tells us that Jesus has made a home in Capernaum in order to fulfill Isaiah's words, land of Zebulun, land of Naphtali, on the road by the sea, across the Jordan, Galilee of the Gentiles. It's that word Gentiles that calls my attention. We read that word a lot in scriptures, as in Jews and Gentiles. And on some level, I bet we understand that the ministry of Jesus was a ministry to Jews and Gentiles. And I hope that we understand that, frankly, us, those of us who are listening to this podcast today, we are the ones who have come to have life in Jesus through his ministry to the Gentiles. But to understand this word more fully, we need to learn a little Greek. The word that our Bible translates as Gentile is the Greek word ethnos. It should sound familiar to our ears, that word ethnos. It's the root of English words like ethnic or ethnicity. Like an English word, ethnos can have different meanings. It can mean a multitude, whether of men or animals associated or living together. It can mean a multitude of individuals of the same nature. For instance, the human family. It can mean a tribe, nation, or group of people. In the Old Testament, foreign nations not worshiping the true God were called pagans, and they were ethnos. And Paul uses the term for Gentile Christians, those Christians who do not come to faith in Christ through their Jewish roots. Another way of saying and understanding ethnos is to say that ethnos basically means the largest grouping of people, the nations. A biblical scholar by the name of Brian Stoffergen says that the word ethnos takes on a meaning of those who are not us. Ethnos is those who are not us. So, if you were a first century Jew, ethnos refers to the Gentiles, those who are not Jewish. If you are a believer in the early church, ethnos refers to pagans or non-believers. If you are a man, ethnos is a woman. If you are an American, ethnos refers to people from other nations of our world. Whatever group you consider yourself to be a part of, Ethnos refers to those who are not included in that group. At the beginning and at the end of our gospel today, Matthew tells us that Jesus' ministry begins and takes root in Galilee among the Gentiles, among those who are not like Jesus. Now, it's fair to say that whenever Jesus himself is engaged in his earthly ministry, he's doing it among those who are not like him. Jesus is divine. We are human. We are not like Jesus. But as Matthew has already told us, 
Jesus' name is Emmanuel. God is with us. And being born in human likeness, Jesus has taken on humanity, which is not like him, in order that we may know the eternal life of his divinity. In taking on humanity, Jesus takes it on fully. He becomes a Jewish man who lives and works away from the circles of power and prestige. It is into simple rural communities full of people not like him that Jesus' ministry of teaching and preaching and healing begins. We read again and again in scriptures about how Jesus reaches out to people not like him and gives them light and life and healing. And today, as we read Matthew's gospel, we realize that it's to this ministry of teaching and preaching and healing among Gentiles, among those not like us, that Jesus calls his disciples to follow. And then Matthew tells us, immediately, they followed him. Andrew, Peter, James, and John, they must be braver than us or something. Or maybe they didn't really realize where it was that Jesus was leading them. Either way, you can imagine their surprise as they watched Jesus reaching out to those not like them. Sometimes I wonder if our idea of discipleship is so focused on our relationship with Jesus as our own personal friend or personal savior. We claim him as our own and we try to do right by him in terms of obedience and goodness. And we look to him as a moral compass and as one who gives us good principles for living. But the reality of Jesus' call is deeper than that. Jesus calls his disciples and he calls us to bring good news to those not like us, to those who make us uncomfortable, and to those we'd rather turn away from than engage. This is particularly challenging for churches, even churches like Bethlehem, the one that I serve, who have a long history of creating an environment of welcome and acceptance for folks who are like us, folks who share our language and our background and our traditions, but have struggled to learn to live with the discomfort that comes from expanding our community to include those who are not like us, those who come with different traditions, who know different songs, whose preferences challenge our own. And Jesus calls us to meet those not like us on their own terms and in their own places. There's a story in the book of John where Jesus meets a woman at the well and he doesn't judge her past behavior. He doesn't condemn her life choices. He meets her where she is and he welcomes her as she is and he offers himself to her as living water. When Jesus calls us to follow him, he's calling us to do the same. He calls us to follow him in proclaiming good news to those who are not like us. In the next chapter of Matthew, Jesus will tell his disciples that they are the light of the world. Not a light for their church or their house, but a light for the world, for all of those not like us. And at the end of Matthew's gospel, Jesus will meet his disciples on a mountain in Galilee, Galilee of the Gentiles. The place where Jesus' public ministry begins is also the place where the mission of Christ's church is given. On that mountaintop, 
Jesus says to his disciples, go and make disciples of the nations, all ethnos, all those who are not like you. And as a promise, he tells his disciples, and remember, I am with you always. So maybe the question for us to consider this week is who is not like us in our church, in our community, in our workplace, maybe even in our home? And if we don't know the answer to the question, maybe that's where we begin. And if we do know the answer to that question, are we willing to embrace the discomfort that comes when we begin to open our lives and to understand more those who are not like us? The start of Jesus' ministry and the call of the disciples reveals that we have arrived at the end of business as usual. Will we pull back into our familiar comforts? Or will we allow those not like us to break into our space, our lives, our vision, our understanding? We have nothing to fear because it's Jesus who is calling us, Jesus who is with us, Jesus who is inviting us to follow where he leads. We hope you've been fed by the word this week. Don't miss an episode. Be sure to subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts and share your feedback with us at the word at blcfairport.org. And if you'd like to learn more about Bethlehem Lutheran Church or support the ministry we share, including this podcast, please visit www.blcfairport.org.